preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This your boy. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't. <coughs> I'm backing on us. Um, I feel like I didn't kind of come in strong enough. Like I didn't. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> <laughs> Coach K? <laughs> oh man, uh, I made, made us sad. You did. Uh, shout out to Coach K. Goddamn big Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on, everybody? This your boy Bird. I'm April D. And this is another episode of the Black Heart Podcast, episode eighty two. I'm so glad. I look, I looked down. I said, "Oh, oh, we did." Bank head bounce. Yeah, yeah, man. So let me tell you, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh, I put April on one of my new favorite desserts. So if you follow me on the Insta. You seen me post uh what's the name? I'm gonna tell you the exact name. Don't, don't give me the line. It is called the Oh, I wish you could have heard me at the window too. It go you gotta go to Sonics. With an S. <laughs> With an S. So it's called a strawberry shortcake snowball slush float. Mm-mm. Man. That's too much. Man. So it's like ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. I think it's that vanilla. Yes, yeah, vanilla. So vanilla ice cream. With like these cocaine crack rocks sprinkled on top, cause that's how good it is. But in the middle and around the edge, it is being hugged by a strawberry slushie. And when I say bussin', now look, that's just me. You ain't gotta listen to me. I ain't Keith Lee. That was Burley. Yeah. <laughs> I, so y'all, I I don't do like sweets a lot. Like I have very like very particular taste in sweets it's good i just i wasn't able to finish mine i had a small yeah 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 so uh if uh you trust me which you should because i'm always right uh you need to go get you one go get you one of them so uh april got anything for the folks any announcements any hey how you doing hey how you doing i'm just like um (laughs) i don't know i mean i'm just outside you know Living life. Back outside. Back outside. I like it. I like outside April. Man, outside April we having a blast. Like when I get to put in the bottle on my head, that's how you know. <laughs> so when did that start? Like I've it's, seen it's some song. And um I don't know I have to ask what the song is, but like now, anytime we get a bottle on the side of our head. Like I'm starting to see that like a lot. It's a young people thing. And, you know, I, I got some young friends. They be putting me on this stuff. I be like, mm-hmm. Hey, look, anytime I see you do something like that, I like, I be trying to do my little Googles and try my, my little research. I like, damn, she got to it before me. Let me tell you something. I was on a Google like, what does it mean to have motion? <laughs> and people was like, oh, he ain't got no motion. I was like, what? He ain't got no legs? Because or... <laughs> you know in that song, if my ex, you can keep that nigga. He, she said something about he ain't got no motion. That money on the ground, he, wait. Uh, that uh, uh, he ain't got no motion. That money on the ground, something, something. He, now, it's a popular phrase. Uh, um, I think Gunna, I think it's in the song with Gunna. Oh. See, like, I just, I don't, I try to look it up on Urban Dictionary. A 21 Savage. Can't remember. But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yes, outside April is outside, and I be outside by myself. So I know, got I know. Every time I look up, I'll be like, it'd be almost enter entertaining to me. 
because I'd be thinking like, I wonder where is April at today? <laughs> like, cause, cause you, cause you go places that like the spot that you just told me about, I, she went to a spot that I have been wanting to go to for a while. And it, it is not the dope. It ain't like the cool new Mm-mm, spot at all. No. It, Hole in the wall. When I went in there, somebody mama had the mic and it was between her and this man in a wheelchair. It was some girl birthday. The lady listen, the the lady that had the mic, she was fifty two. How do I know that? Because somebody else had turned twenty nine and they was doing their mag knees. She was like twenty nine, fifty two. Twenty nine, fifty two. It's just like and when the some the lady that had the mic, her daughter, it was her birthday as well. And um, she was dancing, you know, doing her thing on Snapchat. And the, the man in the wheelchair said, girl, you finna make me get up. <laughs> so I, you, I was so weak. <laughs> See, that's my kind of times I want to have. Cause what day was it? Yesterday, Wednesday. It was, it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Look, only at the hole in the walls do you have. Nah, can't even say that. Can we? <laughs> this ain't even a topic. But Huntsville Low Key is becoming like. A little bit of a groove city, like you be you can be out damn near every day if you know where to go or what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Crew be jumping on t- what Tuesdays, Sunday. I went. Uh, now I will say it was a holiday Sunday, but I went Sunday. There was not a parking spot in the lot. We were parking behind the gas station. No, and now that three thousand is closed, crew about to be even dumber. I didn't even know they closed. And then when I heard about, it, I said, "Oh, crew about to go crazy." I think about to see an influx in crew and vibes season. I don't know if it's gonna really affect black. Mm-hmm. I don't really see. I don't really see that happening. Can I tell you about? Okay, I know this is not on top of either y'all, but we like. I was at Black on what was that Saturday, and I just sometimes I'll be out. I was running errands, and I'll go in there, and it wasn't really a lot of people in there, but a lot of people go in there because of the show, and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see some older people. So it was a couple older women that had on like. They looked like they was about to go to a ball. Now, they said they came from a funeral. I said, I know they ain't wear that pink dress to the funeral <laughs> and that purple gown. Until they I came did. in there. They was looking for the owner. Like, uh-huh. where he at? And so we looking, whatever. So there was another lady that was with them that was younger. She was 50. She said she used to be a comedian. So, um, <laughs> you know. I'm laughing. <laughs> Rico was um, in there. And so he, she's telling me and Rico about how she's a comedian, whatever. So here go Rico. He's like, tell us a joke. <laughs> <laughs> So she, <laughs> yeah, it was so. She said, "All right, all right." Oh hell! She said, "So, a fat lady." And a, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me keep it. Keep my composure. She said, "A fat lady and a skinny lady come to the bar. The fat, the skinny girl mad. Fat lady not. Why? So we just all kind of looking at each other. And Rico's like, "Why?" She's like, because the fat lady ate before she came. <laughs> we were weak. I was like, so so not going to lie, it's kind of funny. That, that is good. It was funny because yeah. it wasn't funny. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, look. And if Monique said it, everybody be hee hee ha ha. No, that's. <laughs> I was just like. Man, uh, no, we did. Uh, okay, Mm-mm. I would have gave a pass on that one. I would have gave a pass. I, I would say, hey, you you got one out of me. Okay, now another one. <laughs> but uh, every time, no, you're right. A couple times I go into black, it always is something that's would only happen at black. Mm-hmm. 
I went in there <laughs> last Saturday at a older woman looking for uh looking for the owner. Um I knew he was in the back. So I go to the back and uh cause, so she asked like is he here? And I knew I was like even though I know, let me go peep the scene real quick. So I go back there and I tell him like, "Hey, it's this older woman out there gave a, gave a description. He like, man, I don't know her. <laughs> it's like, I like, I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, I figured. So I go back out to the front, like, ah, he just missed him, man. He just <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's just like being in Huntsville, it's Huntsville. So like these people are all like Huntsville people. And so when mm. people come out of town, they're like, huh? Oh, okay. Man, I remember I was in there. Some folks came from Nashville. They was in there like, Taking pictures with Jalen, taking pictures of, like on the wall or like the <laughs> whatever, and, and it's funny because like you say, like being here is like folks at the bar turn around looking like yeah, all right, I guess. I mean, the lady she came into my so what's the Huntsville tea? And I'm sitting there like, girl, I'm not finna. She was like the blog said. I was like, I don't, I don't read the blogs. <laughs> I don't know how to read the blogs when I live the life. I see, I see, I see the people on a regular basis, Mm-mm. but. Shout out to Black Man. I, yeah. I, we fuck with Black. All right, so topics, 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 topics. First topic. Have you heard about the Travis Rudolph case? Mm-hmm. So for y'all that don't know, the the channel on YouTube that needs to get more attention, I think it's called Law and Crime Network, maybe, channel, on um, YouTube. So it's like going to be... I don't know how they do this, but all the big cases, mm-hmm. that's they just set up the camera and that shit just go. Oh wow! We so live, you, live. So you watch the whole thing. Like if you you go to YouTube right now, go to Law and Crime channel, and it'll have like a nine hour video from like day two. So I'm into this kind of stuff, right? So I watched a lot of it. So Travis Rudolph played football at Florida State. He was a good player at Florida State. I think he was a wide receiver. And uh, he went on to play in the NFL, whatever. He was down in Miami. He was fucking with this girl named Dominique Jones. Dominique Jones was married at the time, right? So he gets a contract to go uh, play at the CFL. So he about to leave Miami. Uh, Canadian Football League. Okay. So he's about to go to Canadian Football League. So he about to leave Miami, you know, because oh, he got he got injured while he was playing in the pros. Oh, okay. And so they released him. I think he was playing for the, maybe the Giants or the Dolphins or something like that. One of the two, I can't remember. But so he's like, all right, you know, rehab, whatever, get my mind, body back right. Look, I think he's on like twenty seven. Um, he uh, they like, hey, Canadian Football League, offer him a deal. So he like, boom, I'm about to be out. They were never, we they, they call him her, his they call her his ex girlfriend, but there's really not a lot to really make the claim that there was actually like an, an exclusive relationship. So you know, like in law stuff, like there is no like, like you can't be like, oh, they were talking like that. Mm-hmm. You like girlfriend, like there is no in between. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, that makes sense because you think about it, in, like literally per the law, you're single until you're married. Yeah. So there isn't there is no like when you're reporting something, they're not gonna be like. This girl that he was talking to, like they're gonna be like mm. girlfriend. You're right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. So we for the we know what's going on. The girl, mm. the girl he was fucking with, whatever. 
She was married to another guy, whatever. So they get to arguing, right? He tells her, it's about some, uh, I think the girl's name Kayla. I think she saw that uh, the girl Kayla had, um, I guess she's some Instagram model or something like that, had, they were DMing or something like that. And he had told her that, you know, Kayla looks better than you. And she had just had like a cosmetic surgery of some kind. So she, she kind of alluded to it. So she probably had like a BBL or something like that. It was something that dealt with like how she sat down and stuff like that she, a couple weeks prior. So she was still like, you know, healing from that. Anyway, she's walking, they're walking in the house. He kind of says that they're arguing. She hauls off and hit him. You can see like this is our ring camera footage. She hauls off and hit him. Boom. So you see her swinging, hitting him. He's trying to hold her, whatever, whatever. And now we get into this is her testimony. So I'm just tell y'all what happened. She goes inside, picks up a trophy, hits him with the trophy, picks up a tequila bottle, hits him with a bottle, like swings and hits him like with a bottle of tequila. They she hits him like punching him and all this stuff, just most or whatever. He they like tussle a little bit. He like puts her out, right? Mm-hmm. So she leaving a you know mad or whatever, and uh oh, she threw something through his windshield, through his car, or something like that. She fucked up his car. So she leaving, right? She calls his mom. Or his sister, one of the two, tells him your son's a dead man. Calls the mom, tells the mom saying like on some on some same shit, right? But this is where it really gets this is where the story really gets good. She calls her brother Keyshawn and tells him, "Hey, Travis, to put his hands on me. You need to go." So they say something about that. Then she texts him and say, "You need to go shoot his shit up," right? She tell Keyshawn that. Couple hours later, Keyshawn and th- Keyshawn, Sebastian, uh, T- Ty, and what was the other dude's name? Anyway, it was three guys. Keyshawn, no, it was four guys. Keyshawn and three, three of his homeboys pull up at Travis' house. These other three guys don't even know Travis. They pull up at Travis' house. Travis' brother come to the door, right? He come outside and they trying to, you know, Travis' brother like trying to figure out like shit, you know, what, what the deal is. So Travis come out later on, like a couple seconds later, and he like, shit, what up? So all of a sudden they get fighting. Four guys on them two. They get fighting. They touch all this on the ring camera. You see them tussling, right? They, Travis' brother and two guys, they get a little further down the sidewalk and Travis and the other, and two more guys, they fight. So it's two on one. Travis breaks free. Or they kind of like get a little break. Travis running the house. He come back out with an AR. They get in the car. One dude got a gun. But there's like discrepancy over if he raised the gun, showed the gun or whatever. Travis dumped 39 rounds into their car. Like dumping the AR. You see it from another security camera, from the neighbor's camera. You just see the muzzle flashes. Dumping. So he kills Sebastian and injures Ty. Keyshawn isn't hurt and the other guy isn't hurt. But so he didn't he didn't shot in the car thirty nine times. So he was just on trial all this week for the murder of Sebastian. And uh it was a wild ride 
when they put Dominique, the ex-girlfriend or whatever, on that stand and she had to do like an hour of examination. Oh, oh, well, spoiler alert. He was found not guilty on all four charges. Um, but the real conversations being had now is just like she because in in her test, like her sworn testimony, when they started asking her about like, you said he he hit you. You said he put his hands on you. What did he do? Like, <clears throat> and it's like you you told Keyshawn that he like slammed you or slapped you or something like that. And is that what he happened? He's like, well, no, he like grabbed me by my shoulders. And and they're like, well, you know, that's not what you told. So so you're saying he so he, he balled up his fist and hit you like, well, no, he didn't hit me. So he slapped you like, well, no, he didn't slap me. So he slammed you to the ground. Well, he didn't have to actually slam me to the ground to for me to feel whatever. So now the thing is like you basically lied to these people, mm-hmm. exaggerated the story, got these people wound up. Now, Sebastian did that. Who's your brother's homeboy? Your brother's homeboy did another one in the shot. Y'all went through this whole ordeal. And for what? Could Travis still gone? He's still gone. So now it's like the the conversation is what can the law do to start punishing people like her in this in situ because she basically got this whole thing stirred up and off complete fabrications. Cause she even said in her um in her when there was a a deposition in her cross examination or whatever, mm-hmm. but she she stated she was like I was you know I was mad and so you know I said some things I didn't mean and you know I'm sure everybody's done it you know mm-hmm. whatever trying to bring in everybody into it like nah, I'm a girl. No, uh, if if ain't nothing happened and you send somebody to somebody's house, and you call his folks and say he dead, mm-hmm. that's a threat. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't like when, of course, you never can tell when like people are lying when they're not. But I do not like situations when women lie because I feel like people look at that and they use that as the pillar of like every situation is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then you have situations where things really do happen, but people don't believe it because there's so many women out here that will lie just to get their lick back. Mm hmm. Can I say what? <laughs> then I just had to stop because the question kind of that there is no recourse. Like there's, I don't think the 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 state of Florida. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going after her now as the responsible party for Sebastian's death. So she's just going to go about life. And just move on, you know. So, I. How much do I? Is believe? she not an accessory? She she wouldn't be in, she wouldn't be necessarily be an accessory in this situation. Cause she it, hired. I mean, she it it's it's tricky. And I got to talk to like I got a couple like lawyer friends. I'm trying to figure out like what can she be. I'm thinking maybe involuntary manslaughter maybe because there's because there's a case with uh michelle carter she there was a um documentary called i love you now die Mm -hmm. where she told her boyfriend she told her boyfriend to basically go kill himself by getting in the car with a uh 
with the generator motor and he died of a, asphyxiation. And so they found the text where basically like she was telling him like, no, you need to go do it. You need to go kill yourself, whatever. Whoop de whoop. And so, and they, so did he go kill himself? Yeah. Well, that ain't her fault. It is. How? So that's, and, and that was the whole argument was basically like how much can somebody else be held responsible for, t- for instructing somebody's to do to their demise. So the judges, the judge's perspective, if I remember correctly, was basically that she knew her, like, cause it was on the, there was on, there was on the phone and they was texting like kind of back and forth, like, and like while he was in the car with the generator motor going, basically saying like, there is this very low bar of like decency that people have to like maintain. Like you knew that he was in a dangerous situation and you did nothing. Not only did you not do anything to get help, like you didn't call the police and say, hey, there's a guy, so whatever. You didn't do that, but you also encouraged him to go into a dangerous situation. He over 18. They was in high school, so I don't know. Well, either one of them. Cause no, they might have been. He might have been. My thing is, I mean, like, I hear you. You, you grown. But it's also, but it's, but also, he was like a depressed, and he had like, so I mean, no, I'm. It's think about it. Men don't care about women's mental health when they be putting them through stuff. Now all of a sudden. Well, now nah, this is like a little different. Cause okay, think about it like this. Anybody, let's say you know somebody is. A depressed, suicidal individual. Because, no, yeah, cause Conrad did try to kill himself once. He tried to take some pills at one point in time. Mm-hmm. He had a suicide attempt, like, previously. So let's say you knew somebody was having an episode, suicidal, or whatever. And what you do is you come into this house, put a loaded gun on the table, and be like, and tell him you might as well do it and get it over with. If you, you're going to supply the gun, you're going to give the instruction, and you leave. If they kill themselves... What level of responsibility do you hold? And the thing now, it's 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 a wild case. It's a because it's it's a few and far between. Like this is not not something that's going to come up regularly. But I'm with the judge in this in the in the realm of like there's a line there somewhere that you didn't think had to be expressed because you didn't think anybody would ever cross it. You is we've never come across a situation where where people would endorse or support and encourage suicide. I mean, I'm not one to encourage it, but I also feel like. But that's what no, no but that's what she did. <clears throat> like she literally was telling him, like, no, you need to go ahead and kill yourself. But as his own entity, I mean, I understand that he had his challenges, but as his own entity, he because he chose, like, he chose to do something. I mean that's that's their argument. That's yeah. that's some people's argument. So I mean, but to bring it back to Dominique Jones, if you know the judge in a high court of I think it was in Rhode Island, you know, said that your words can and in this situation, it's not even just your words. It's like you basically lied mm-hmm. to other people and got this situation going. So it's it's even more than just you know. Michelle Carter. Right. So, but to go back to what you said about people not believing people, because there's no recourse, 
I don't know how I feel about saying this, but this is how I'm feeling in the moment. It's like I almost feel like you we need to take the allegations more serious, but yet with more skepticism, if that makes sense. Be like, because based on what I'm saying, it's like if that because that there is no recourse for the complaining party, we need to make sure on all on all accounts what you say is what you mean and what you say happened happened and then apply the law accordingly I'm trying to like walk through this in my head <clears throat> we'll take the the situation of uh the white girls and football players mm-hmm. that happen we we just pick a case there's plenty of those white girls go out here Lie about these football players. Football players' lives be be really just ripped away from. Absolutely zero. Nothing happened to these white girls, and they just go on live, live, live. They go on to live their lives. There's not even and there's not even an effort to do anything to them. So it's not like it's not like the judge turned around and be like, all right, now we're gonna put you on trial for perjury because it's what it is. Mm. Dang. So I don't know. But yeah, that's the that's the thing going on now with Travis Rudolph, and he, he been on Instagram living it up. <laughs> he about to be a solo celebrity, like, because everybody was um, tweeting about him, tweeting about it once he got found not guilty, and so. I just hate to see people, like I said, lie in those situations because <clears throat> it makes you question everything else, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate. Somebody had to die because of your lie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, moving on. Keeping it in sports, but not really in sports. And talking about fucking. Still talking about fucking. Former first-round draft pick, Zion Williamson, had his uh, baby announcement, gender reveal thing the other day, right? Uh, chick name Rose. Looked like a, your regular <laughs> Instagram model stripper chick right mm-hmm. the very first thing i see from her is or see about her is that somebody post queen's flip who's on the joe button podcast posted a i guess an old video of her getting the fight on the sidewalk and she beat the shit out this girl so at first everybody's like oh shit zion she kind of fine but she can fight so you might want to watch yourself L- Let's say she posted, they posted about the baby announcement to have the little girl. Let's say they did it at 8 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, another girl, Mariah Mills, who's a porn star, starts dropping tweets left and right about how she was just fucking with Zion, how she may be pregnant. Like, she is going hard talking about, hey, uh, Rose, you ain't about to mess up with me and Zion got planned. Like, she was going hard for that man. And now it kind of shifted the whole tide of, and she is like, uh, just like a porn star, porn star. And now people looking at him like sideways, like, bruh, why would you fuck with them? You got all this money. You're a young black man. Like you fucking with the scammers and the, and the hood rats and the. Just cause he came up into some money doesn't mean he knows how to act. My opinion. I feel. If you if you look at him, because before this happened, it was already talks about him being the worst dressed man in the NBA. 
Like, <laughs> I could see when I saw the picture of him, I was like, oh. And he he got like this lameness about him. Mm-hmm. And I totally believe he a sucking guy lick, man. Like that's what like he got this money and he, he I don't know if he realized I don't think he realized what kind of women he's like dealing with. Right. He's not used to that attention because mm-hmm. with no money. Right. What I saw, I was like, wouldn't get a second glance. Now he got a little money. Getting a little attention, right? Because I think he just signed like a hundred and ninety million dollar like four year extension. Wow! So, oh, he got money. <clears throat> so it's, I'm where I'm. My question is, where is your daddy at? I wonder, is your daddy is your daddy a square? Your daddy, your friends, like no. Well, I mean, who's to say he's talking to all these people about what he's doing? He probably just. He ain't never had that attention. As soon as somebody shoot they shot in his mm-hmm. DMs, he, he's taking every shot. Nah, cause now nah, you ain't even got a drunk uncle. Like, like they be the ones that take the truth. But the thing is, I mean, who said he's bringing them around? You know what I'm saying? Like, I you shoot your shot. He probably took it. He ain't used to the attention. He just taking every shot that come at him. Man, he's like sending. <laughs> he's sending like this. Old girls show pictures of their uh, Snapchat <laughs> messages back and forth, and it's just such a some sucker shit. Like I, I don't. Well, I guess I don't know. He's just talking about like, tell me how much money you think you're gonna need for a month. You know, I want to move you down to New Orleans. And just, oh yeah, he ain't never ha- see. He ain't never had it before. He don't know what to do with it, and he ain't never had no girls before. And this is a like, look, she a porn star. I ain't gonna lie. I had to look it up today. I like, let me look. Extremely disgusted by the amount of white men. Extremely disgusted. I'm like, dog, my man, this is what you was running in? And this is what got you going crazy? Like, personally disgusted? I was just like, if it, if it was my son, I'd be so disappointed. Yeah, I, I mean, I just saw a quick clip on Instagram and I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna hate you out, sis, but uh. Oh, she lit. Oh, she living up. She said she got, she got what she wanted. But like, my, when men that aren't used to nothing or haven't had anything get that power, that mm-hmm. monetary power, I just hate to see them fall like that. Like it'd be like, dang, like, and you ain't got nobody that told you like, hey, look, when you get this money, it's gonna be people after you. Mm-hmm. you gotta be careful about what type of people you fool with. Cause people will take you down like it's nothing. I mean, cause I mean, and for real, for real. And this is no, like, I hate when say no shade cause then it seems very shady, but like as a porn star, like, what do you have to lose? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. she ain't got nothing to lose to put you on blast on the internet. She, 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 get, she, give up, she give up her dignity for a job. Like you. Yeah. Mm. And what I don't understand is, me, I'm very selective about my DNA. Mm-hmm. I have never had unprotected sex with anybody I would feel a way about them having my child. Not, not like literally none because I value my, it's, it's, it's that important to me. Like you ain't gonna catch, there is no catching me slipping because I'm not gonna slip like that. 
and I'm just trying to figure out, like, bro, like, you can you can do what you you can have fun with them, but you ain't got to leave it in. Like, that's like how reckless and irresponsible can you be? And especially, he just got the money. He not used to nothing. Right. So like, it's this. It's all. It's all new. It's just like, oh my god, women like me now. You might because look, he went to a private two A school in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Then he went to Duke, and it was this other situation where he had told this white girl, he had told this white girl, like, oh, you're so beautiful or something like that. And she had took a picture of it and, like, posted it or whatever that he had, he was uh, Snapchatting her. And, oh, my God, was this white girl ugly. And it's just like, bruh, I, like. I, <sighs> he ain't never had nothing before. Everybody was playing him to the left, to the left when he was in high school. And all of a sudden, he got a little money, and now everybody's give like you know. And he don't know like that his bar could be at this level mm. because he ain't he ain't used to it. I just don't understand why don't you just get a like because uh little Duval said something about like why don't you just get a regular girl like literally like even even a fine girl like a, like a porn star is a porn star is so crazy to me like. He ain't never had nobody. You you're right. And and you if you if you never had access to anything and now you got access to everything, you gonna take whatever you can get. You probably mm-hmm. gonna get the wildest thing. And probably at some point he was watching that stuff and like, ooh. I don't even think it's the wild thing. I think it's one of those things was like uh at that level you become the prey. Like they they will literally prey on you. Like I've seen I I've been around people with money in situations like club situations and things like that where it's very obvious that these are the ballers or mm-hmm. whatever. There's a uh women are slick and they come at like different levels, different ways, different angles. Like you have your overtly sexy, overtly aggressive. Some people be on that. You have your kind of, you know, cleaned up one that's more charming or more pleasant uh, but they see what they are after and they go for it yep and yeah like you said like I, he was he, he was a rookie in another game like he wasn't he he should stick to the rivers and lakes that he was used to exactly he just i mean it's just simply was not used to the attention, could have access to whatever he wanted, so he just went for the wildest thing probably he could think of. And that's so crazy. To I me. just, I just, I hate to see when people or like specifically men with power end up with people who have no problem taking them down mm-hmm. over something little. Like, you mad because this man got a baby by another woman, and you like you having intercourse with other people for a living. Like, white dog, white men. I am. That is blowing my mind. That, I'm sorry. I I I know some people don't care, but it is literally crazy to me that you do. She does porn with white men, and I don't know. Mm-mm. Somebody, somebody out there calling me crazy. Like like it doesn't matter. But f- nah, Playboy. Nah, not this close to Juneteenth. Uh, <laughs> Funniest thing this girl said. This girl I know she had posted this this white guy is her crush, and I was like, oh, "That's a nice looking man." She said, "Listen, when I like white, I like right." <laughs> when I tell you I have been weak 
Oh, did you see the TikTok about the girl saying, like, do I look like I date white men? Yeah, talking about the middle part braids. Nah, hey, and the funny thing is, I, like, I don't know, like, hairstyles and shit like that. But as soon as she said it, I was like, yep. Everything about her, I was like, yeah, I can see it. I wonder what it, because there, there's another girl I follow, and uh, she had said, do I look like I date white men? And I was like, you don't look like it. Well, this is what I said to myself. You don't look like it, but I've. You're you're a level of lame that only lends itself to white men because it be it's that kind of lame that's a little too lame for mm-hmm. black men, where it's like we gonna have to like bring you bring you up to speed a little bit like some of the because she was because in her TikToks I don't know what she has funny stories why I, I listen to them but she'll go like in and out of like accents and voices. It's okay. Oh yeah, that would be like. She like, my, my girl crazy. Yeah, you know, like, listen, yeah, I'm bringing her around, but like she started doing her little voices, just don't say nothing. Uh, you gotta give her, if you gotta give her prerequisite before anybody walking. Mm-mm. Every time she gets drunk, she starts talking like Harry Potter and shit like that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Why would they put the smoke detector on the ceiling? <laughs> I don't know. Smoke rises. That's, that might that be. probably makes sense. But I'm saying, <laughs> so like my smoke detector has been beeping. And it's so ghetto over here. It is. And so like, but it only beeps in the morning. And so now all of a sudden tonight it wants to beep because we're recording. And I don't like that. <laughs> oh, man, we got one of those poor podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> They said, oh, them niggas ain't getting to it like that. <laughs> niggas can't buy D batteries. Oh, so, so tell me about. Is that uh, what goes in it? Oh, it depends. That's why I, I need to go up there and look and see what it needs <laughs> so I can go to the store and get it. <laughs> it's going on. Hey, look, maybe you might have been right. Maybe it doesn't really come on that night. Can that bitch go in? Let me, let me close the door. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope y'all can hear it like we can. So, Ooh. so tell me about uh, the B Simone and what's the girl name? Megan. So they have a podcast called No For Sure. Um, I like it. It's very like girl talk, self awareness, just very good conversation. And so I just so happy. <laughs> I just so happened to uh, stumble upon like a short clip on YouTube that made me kind of listen to more of an episode, but they were talking, um, apparently they're kind of like in like some sort of conflict in their, in their relationship, in their friendship. And they've been friends for years and they have like this business together. I mean, they do the podcast together and um, so they're still recording and they were kind of just talking through some of the things that um, without, they didn't really go into detail, but they were kind of talking through some of the things that they were going through. And it was it was a very interesting conversation from my standpoint because, um, so Megan uh, was going through, a di- or went through a divorce, mm. and she was just talking about how, well, the thing that she said that really kind of got me was that she said um, when she shows up for people, she just does it because that's who she is. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want people to show up for her just because she shows up for them. Mm. Like she like she was like, I don't want people to show up for me out of fear. 
mm-hmm. like that I'll be upset if they don't. But then like on the other side, this ain't beeping for real oh, now. Yeah, this is going double time. Um, if if I'm everybody requires different things. Mm-hmm. So if like B Simone was saying, like I know there's certain things that in order to be a good friend to you that you need that I ha- I would have to do in order to be a good that like you would feel that's a good friend, and so. I will do those things for you, but like it's almost like one of those like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because like if I show up for you in a way that you feel like, oh, you're only showing up for me because I would do this for you. But if I don't do it, you're like, man, she said she doesn't want people to show up for her like that. She wants it to already be a thought. Like so, mm-hmm. like if I need something, um, I want you to already know that I need it. And I was like. Mm. that's so womanly like to like be read your mind like she was saying like um she compared it to like a math problem she was like if i'm doing a math problem some like she was like there's two sides of it i probably should be able to tell you like okay i'm concentrating i'm doing a math problem so i'm like i i can't really focus like i can't give you attention for real because i'm doing a math problem right now but i also want you to be able to recognize that i'm doing a math problem and like that i'm going through something and that i don't have the ability to do things but i'm like how do i if i'm sitting behind you how how i know you're doing a math problem Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was it was a very like eye-opening conversation because i think i saw one of the comments in the in the on the youtube video and somebody said megan's the type of person that grew up in a way where she expects everybody to be the same way that she is Mm -hmm. and if they're not they don't meet her expectations and um and so it bothers her because she feels like everybody should be like her and it's like I, I've probably said this before, but I like there nobody grew up exactly the same, like and everybody has different viewpoints on things. So you, to expect people to to be the same as you is a very big expectation, and I, I honestly don't think it's fair. Like just because I think that okay, like when this happens, this is what I feel like everybody should do, and when nobody does it, I'm like, oh well, they're not my friend. Like no, what you said the expectation that I had no idea that I was supposed to meet and now I haven't met it and you're upset. But it, it it almost seemed like even if I like, okay, now I know this is an expectation that you need. And if I don't do it, you're going to be pissed. So let me go ahead and do it. That's going to piss you off too, because you're just doing it because not to make me mad hmm. and you want me to do it just from my heart. But that's not, we, we, we're not the same person. It was, it was interesting. Hmm. I'm trying to break down in my mind what she said. Cause it, it almost we talking about expectations. Mm-hmm. I actually think her expectation is actually for somebody to not show up for her regardless. Like not, I think she, she doesn't realize that she's creating a lose, lose situation for the other person. And in my mind, I'm just trying to think, does that happen because she's been let down or somebody hasn't met I ain't gonna say met her expectations, but maybe might not have shown up in a time in which she needed the most. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it's like, she doesn't expect people to, or she doesn't think that somebody will for genuine reasons. Cause she also, it also seems like she might have had like a situation in the past and she didn't get a genuine person to show up for. Him. So she knows that she needs to show up for people. So therefore she does. But she's not, she doesn't realize that she's not even open to people showing up for her. Mm, yeah. Like another thing they talked about too was just like, she said that with uh, B. Simone, like 
making like not even the big show ups, excuse me, but also the little ones too. So like, you know, like, oh, we're about to turn up tonight. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then like end of the day, Beast Mom might be like, ooh, like, y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm super tired. Like, can we mm-hmm. give it a rain check? Like, like those are like small letdowns that mm-hmm. would happen. And I was like, I, I know, like, I hate making plans ahead of time because I know if I have a day, I'm gonna be like, whew, I'm sorry. And I don't like to let people down. She said, and Megan was like, sometimes you just have to tell people no instead of just saying yeah. So at least now my expectations are high. But I was like, I know so many people that would be like, you know, we'll have plans. And I'll be like, God, I don't feel like doing it today. See, and, and me, I'm the exact opposite. I am, <clears throat> I'm slow to commit to something because I know that once I commit you have to go. It's no longer about how I feel. I take me out of it. Mm-hmm. I could have the worst. If 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 you like, Bert, let's go out for drinks on Wednesday, right? I know that I go into the office on Wednesday. I know that my Wednesdays usually be packed. I could have the most fucked Wednesday ever. But as soon as I t- take two steps into that parking lot, it's April time. Mm-hmm. Because I, it doesn't matter how I feel. and And I would... And I would be present and I would be all in because that's what I committed to do. It's no longer about me. But in that, you put yourself on the back burner. Yes. And that's been like my my little outside season I've been having. Mm -hmm. I have stopped putting myself on the back burner because it's like when you think about it, like that whole idea of like the selfish thing. Mm -hmm. When somebody else is calling you selfish, that means at that point in time, they're putting themselves first. Like you, they're upset because you did not put them on that on that front. I gotta give you a little pushback though, because there are selfish people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are truly selfish people, but it's just like I just feel like, and I guess it's like the former people pleaser in me. Mm-hmm. Like I was always worried about what everybody else thought, making sure everybody else is okay. Did it doing this, like and doing things because I didn't really like that. I didn't really want to do. Now, what I try not to do, like you were saying, I try not to commit to things that mm-hmm. I don't want to do. Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I try my best, like, I don't want to get to that day and be like, nah, I ain't going. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a legitimate reason if I don't go. Um, But also, I don't know. It's something about just, that's weird. That's new. So you didn't even get no notification or nothing. Um, Not that I'm looking at your phone way over here. My women eyes. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's like learning to put yourself first, and like I mean, like, and that's what's taught me to like think before I agree to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just somebody tells me, "Hey, let's go do this tonight at seven o'clock." No, like, okay, April, what do you have to do today to consider myself? Mm-hmm. I, I I've said I'll say I consider myself in situations before I agree to things. But also like, you know, if somebody calls me and like, hey, let's go do this nine times out of ten, yes, I'm gonna do it. Even if I had a crazy like unless today was so crazy that I'm just like like, hey, I really can't make it, but let's do another day. Then yeah. But then also too, so like we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. But like I have like what happens when it's like acquaintances and stuff like that too? Like mm-hmm. so many people feel what happens when people feel entitled. entitled to your time that you aren't, that you don't have like a strong relationship with, but 
You're a people pleaser, so you kind of feel like you you don't want to leave that obligation. You know, like, alone. I don't even like doing, like, birthdays and stuff like that because mm. I feel like I have to invite, like, everybody. Mm. Or, like, people will be upset and it's just, like, it'd be too much. It's like, dang, you know, we invite, the, the, I invited you to my birthday. And I'm like, bruh. That's, that's, hmm. to go, like, I thought about this because I feel like me and you kind of, like, run parallel on, like, the people pleaser aspect of things. Mm-hmm. What I've realized in my life with being a people pleaser, and it's it's two part, being a people pleaser and being reliable. Mm-hmm. For people with the purest of intentions will break your back. I will have days where it is, it would just take somebody else being with me to understand and see and be astonished by how many people call me because i thought about this today with not just not just call me but call me with like action items mm-hmm. like so that means that when you answer this phone there's going to be something you have to do mm-hmm. attached to it it might be go somewhere it might be do this it might be something you have to think about it might be an answer to a question it might be you know it might be something that you might have to move around or whatever they might the request might be small, but once they start multiplying, it, they become heavy, because I'll have somebody may call and like what you say a family member. Family member may call like I need to go by their house to do something, right? Mm-hmm. That might be ten minutes or whatever, but it's also redirected my path. That might have tied me into a time where, let's say, I it, now. I mean, I feel like going to the gym, but now I got to go to the gym because that's on the way. Somebody else may call an hour later and be like, I need you to help me move this real quick. All right, cool. Now I got to add another hour to my evening. Like I didn't fit them in in the evening. Now I got to go help to move. You know, you don't mind. Yeah. But now it's like, I've also had to work. I also, I'm moving around things that I want to do. You know, now let's say somebody gets a flat tire. They call, they know, Bird know how to handle this situation or, you know, whatever. Cool, I'll come. You know, now it's like you, you, you're, you're, you're not telling anybody no. Mm-hmm. And because you're like, yes, yes, yes. And you just think it's a small thing. It's a small thing. It's a small thing. Before you know it, you didn't spent the whole day doing everything for everybody else and nothing for yes. yourself. Uh-huh. I watched a, a TED talk one time that talked about givers and takers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, no neither side I like is bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause there are people who do not mind asking anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. And like, those are like takers per se. Like they don't mind taking, they don't mind asking that like, and it's just in their mind, like, you know, like I'm just going to put it out there and like mm-hmm. ask where it's like, and then there's the givers who probably like they, it's hard for them to say no to things. Like I know I'm real hesitant about, because I, I think because I am like slightly a giver person, it is very hard for me to go out and like ask people to do a lot mm-hmm. because also like I know what it feels like to be giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. And so that whole dynamic of like I'm always astonished by people that like do not mind like taking, 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 asking, asking, asking like and anybody for anything. I'd be like, wow. You know, I'm actually jealous of them. Yeah. like Extremely envious. Because I'm just like, wow, like you don't. Like, not that, and I know, 
because I'm not trying to make like, it sound bad, but like you don't care. Like you can just ask people for anything mm-hmm. and like it don't make you feel bad. And like now you got people who like might not want to do it, but like dang, let me help them out type deal. Right. And like it's just like it's astonishing to watch. Because the thing is about those people, in my opinion, and for what I see, the ones I have in mind, they live carefree lives. Mm-hmm. They're never they not they're not the ones stressed out. Mm-hmm. They they've actually kind of offloaded the responsibility to somebody else. Yeah. So now they just got to sit back and wait for it to get done, right? Or whatever it may be. And they and and the ones I have in mind, they're not even bad people. It's like mm-hmm. they're not users. They just don't mind asking. Now, so. Now my thing is like I don't I what I don't like are the ones that don't even I don't want to say that there's never anything that they can give back. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying like let's say let's say you let's say I have a friend that has a car with a lot of problems and they know that I have access to a lot of things correlated know a lot of people like, you know, I can make some stuff, you know, you know, put a bandaid on a lot of things, you know, until whatever. That's fine. But you also need to become an asset for me at some point in time. Like, let's say, let's say you're about, let's say somebody calling about their car four times in three months, you know, that's quite a bit, you know, you know, I might have to go pick them up or, Go something. Go take them here, take them there, take them to my to my guy over at this place, whatever. Now let's say it's time for me to move. That person need to be the first person at my doorstep. Like, hey, like they should feel like it's about time that I can do something for you. Mm-hmm. Now it's fucked when it's like now that time roll around where you, you need some help, and the person that you feel like should be the most gracious is nowhere to be found. Because now you get back, like you said, about their situation. Now you have a moment to like reevaluate. Because now you may not have thought anything about those four tasks the last three months. But when you ask for one thing and they don't give it to you in return, or you feel like they could and didn't, now those things start being just a little more heavy. Yeah. I mean, and then, but then there's like an aspect of me like when you give or do things, it's like, does it have to be? Does it have to always be a reciprocal thing? And, you know, like, if we're being honest, I know people be like, I give out of the kindness of my heart. But I heard something somewhere recently that said, like, there are no, like, times where people give and don't expect anything at all from anywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, we were talking about the, uh, what, faith without works is dead mm-hmm. or something like yep. that. Like, even when you do your good deeds in the world, you know that, like, I'm going to be blessed because of this. Right. Like, you might not do it because, like, oh, I'm looking for a blessing. But, you know, like, my good deeds I'm sowing is going to mm-hmm. show up somewhere else for me. Like, that's still. Right. It um, may not be in the exact same way that you gave it, but you know that you're you, doing it for something in yes, return. Yes, you're still expecting something. Like, you know, you tithe because. You like, you know, God, you're supposed to give God your first and your best or whatever. But then, like, also, you know, like, because I tithe, God's going, you know, well, God's mm. going to take care of me regardless. But, like, I'm setting myself up for blessings. Right. Like, there, if people are honest, there is no time when you do stuff without some sort of idea of, like, okay, like, I'm going to get this back in some form or fashion. Right. Not necessarily from this person. But I think that's, but I honestly think that's what 
friendships are. Mm-hmm. I feel like friendships like so I have like 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 my niggas and shit like that, like mm-hmm. body and Q and Hollow and them. We look at it like this. It's like everybody put their favors in a pot and when you need one, you pull it. Mm-hmm. So let's we're gonna use body and Q for an example, because that's just these ones. We do everything for each other nonstop because it is always coming back around. Mm-hmm. Like Q needed me to build this this thing for his dogs. He knew all he had to do was ask. He, I told him the little bear essentials that I, he had to he had to buy because I couldn't because it's for his house. As soon as he got to me, he turned around and walked off. He knew it was going to get done. This week got done. Hey, I needed my I need this lot cut. Call body. I ain't had to say a word. Like I, I ain't had you know. It's just there's no pressure. Ain't no they going to you know what I'm saying. It's like that's how. Somebody like, ain't get on his Instagram and talk about you. Hey dog. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all gonna get cut. <laughs> hey, listen, let's say I, I ain't worried. About, I'm laughing first to get cut. <laughs> and if, if you friends with the person that gonna get cut, you getting cut too. I, mean, I be he, so weak. He gonna cut my neighbor before he cut me. <laughs> <laughs> he go over there to do some work for her, and I'd be like, "Charge a double, goddamn!" But uh, but yeah, man, I think that's that's how friendship. Like I've always said, this friendships should be everything but work. I thought you were gonna say it was essential to this. <laughs> Listen, <it's> some, <laughs> oh god! Cause let me tell you, and some of those friends ain't essential at all, boy. <laughs> But but yeah, I've always said friendships should be everything but work. Like I do not work yeah, on my friendships. No, and it shouldn't feel like that. And like when it gets to the point where you have to like do all that work, you be like, wait a minute, like these are people I chose. But women, I, y'all be having like, y'all be having to like do time for y'all. I do not like honestly. It's from a male's perspective, being a like two female friends, y'all friendship seems fucking exhausting. Emotions. Oh my god! Like emotions y'all. are tied into everything, and like when you start learning not to be in your emotions all the time, and you pull back from that, you just be looking at everybody like, huh? Man, like I'm not gonna be exhausted in like, and the people I chose to be around. Like y'all be having to check in like this. <laughs> when I say like put like this, my niggas, I might check on them every six months. You know what's funny is like one of my best friends is a guy named Kendall. I know he don't listen to this, but still he's my friend. Okay. Um, I can call Kendall and he will not answer the phone. And then he'll send me a Instagram thing. And like, it's like in my head, it does not like, I don't get mad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, you wonder like with like your other relationships with the, with women, it's like, you have to nurture those way different. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, listen, I feel for y'all. But like, not all the time. Like, not everybody. Everything. I think once people, um, everything doesn't have to be nurtured the same way. I do want to try to be like more in tune with like getting like back with people and talking mm-hmm. to people and checking in. But also, like, I appreciate my friendships that are very low maintenance. That. Like, I have a friend from high school. We barely talk, but every once in a while we will, and it's always good, and it's always mm-hmm. like we ain't never never put the phone down. Mm. I appreciate that. Them, them the ones, that's, what you, that's what you need, man. We got to hurry up. We we got an hour in, and we just over here around like 
Like like two little schoolgirls. I don't even. So okay, so that was a good little therapy session mm. about friends, but <laughs> t- talk about therapists. Oh my god! So are you gonna play her voice? Yes. Okay. So if y'all remember a while back, we uh, talked about her on here, didn't we? Yep. Uh, her name is Unusually Bree on TikTok, and she went viral for basically. She said a whole bunch of disparaging things. She's a therapist. She said a whole bunch of things, disparaging things about black men and how she won't take any black clients. Mm-hmm. That's what initially got her. So she black said black male clients, black male clients mm-hmm. right? So that's what got her jumped off. Then a couple of days later, she lost her job because this shit went up. Mm-hmm. So then she said this whole thing about like, oh, thanks to y'all, I done lost my job or whatever, and whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, right? She made this video today, and let's listen. Let's have a fucking conversation, and I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to. Oh shit! What the fuck happened? Oh, my bad. My bad. TikTok been tripping lately. Let's have a fucking conversation, and I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to sit down for this one because <laughs> there's trauma involved. All right. So recently, I've had an influx of male followers. Um, but one common thing I keep seeing is them apologizing for actively destroying my fucking life. But I would like to explain why those apologies don't mean a single fucking thing to me. Let me continue. People who struggle to take accountability only apologize after the fact once they see the ramifications of their actions. But they only apologize to make themselves feel better. Allow me to elaborate on what a real apology looks like. Real apologies involve an apology, taking accountability or ownership for what the fuck you did, and then changing the behavior. So corrective action. So men saying, oh, I'm sorry that we got you fired. It's way beyond that. And let me explain to you the consequences of y'all anger because I told you to get yourself some help. I'm gonna try to get through this without getting emotional, but y'all know me. What happened was the equivalent of y'all putting the nails in the coffin. I was already in such a fucked up place. And then on top of losing my job and my clients, my life has been exponentially more difficult. My car has almost been repossessed twice. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent daily or fucking monthly. Um, My electric literally just got cut off last week. Despite my best efforts of trying to start my own shit, of trying to pick myself up by my bootstraps. Despite my best efforts, this shit has not worked. My life has gone down the fucking drain, bro. Y'all have ruined my professional reputation. Y'all have ruined my mental health. I have panic attacks all the time. The PTSD is through the roof. I don't even like leaving my house. I have to look over my shoulder constantly because I might encounter somebody who was angry behind me telling them to better they self. I am in such financial ruin that it causes significant mental health distress. I don't sleep. I can't even afford to feed myself, so I can't even properly take care of myself, which hurts because I don't even have the proper resources to help people. You're like literally cut off. All right, that was it. I'm not even no therapist or even nowhere to therapize anybody. She never took accountability. She never changed her behavior. Everything in her 
video was y'all, 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 and y'all. When at the epicenter of everything, it was her that put that phone up, recorded that disrespectful video, trying to get ha-has, hee-hees, and whatnot. She got the attention. Oh, you got all the attention in the world. Now, everybody was talking about her, but she couldn't put the, you can't put the cap back on the genie once it's out. I want to, like, I want to feel bad. You know, the sympathetic part of me is like, oh, no. But also, I do remember that video. And it's, the delivery is everything, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to encourage black men to come to therapy and take it serious, that was not the way to try to do it. And as a therapist, I'm surprised that that's the route that you took to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that with any job, if you come out with this is my job and then you're coming out and talking about the people that come to you, mm -hmm. that might not be a good idea. And and so, the like you said, the accountability. Mm -hmm. There was no, y'all, I, I shouldn't have said it the way that I said it. Like, don't, you don't necessarily have to take back what you said, but in the manner that you said it was not appropriate. It wasn't, it wasn't going to bring you more business. Right. You said you weren't going to work with men because of how they act. Da, da, da. That was actually taking away your male client. And I'm talking about got disrespectful with like with their dusty cells and stuff. I remember like one of the West Coast because there was a stitch made by another therapist and she was like they were absolutely correct to take your to take your license. It was like that is not how we that's not how this works. That should not be belittling to anybody. Like, if you want to bring business, because I, I don't do that with any type of business. If you try to belittle people into coming to you, absolutely not. But not even just that. Think about what, like, what exactly you're asking for. You are, she claims to be advocating for black men to get therapy, right? What is therapy? Do you think that I want to sit down and divulge my deepest, darkest, bare my soul to somebody like you. That's gonna come on the internet and and bash me. Absolutely. Or I bet he has somebody not. that I just know that you innately despise me, and don't don't know shit about me. You just you just don't like black men, which is your prerogative. But uh, I like the term that somebody used because it's true. It's like we as. She said, like, as therapists, we are healthcare providers. We are just like doctors. There is nobody we turn, we're like, we do not turn anybody around. Like, that's kind of like how she kind of pseudo put it. It's like, this isn't, this isn't that. And in this situation, I almost feel like it's a, there's like a pseudo fad of like just throwing around like therapist terms and whatever. Like, and she just throws them all in, she threw them all in there like, oh, PTSD, trauma or whatever, like. Listen, you can't blame the world for the consequences of your actions. Our actions have consequences. And, and it's... it's uh, therapists are people too. So they're allowed to have their times. But like, it's kind of like... you. Everybody always had the big PE teacher. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me to run around this track that many times. Mm -hmm. Can you run around this track that many times? But the thing about this is like, I feel like... I don't even like saying this for most people. I really don't. But literally, as a therapist, I would hold I hold therapists to a completely different standard because the essence of your job deals with people in a manner in which they can't even 
do themselves. Right. You going to teach me emotional intelligence, but or encourage me towards that, but you don't have it yourself. Not even just that. Just by virtue of your profession and your title and what somebody else is going to entrust with you, mm-hmm. your words are not only going to affect that person, but they're also going to affect the other relationships from other people. Like, so let's just say, let's say her, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say she has a client. Let's say she has a female client, right? Mm-hmm. Just imagine what kind of advice or, or homework or what she tells her clients to do towards their male client, to, towards their male relationships. Mm-hmm. Think about how many relationships through her own bias she's fucking railroaded for her clients. Like, probably something like, you know, you need to put yourself first. You don't need to take that or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, use better examples. Put well, yourself well, first and don't need to take that. Well, what I'm saying is they, there are times, like, I'm just saying that because, like, everybody feels like they're right in their argument. Mm-hmm. So if you also, if your supposedly unbiased therapist is actually biased towards the detriment of your relationship towards a male, okay. they're just going to affirm your side. Dominique Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Whole situation. Let, let's say he he said, "What about you? He made you feel what kind of way?" No, you were right to to act out. You, you were right, were to, right you, to lie on him. Yeah, you like that's what I'm saying. Like now you got like, oh shit, I did it, but my therapist said it was right too, so I must be doubly right. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> and that's what t- for me, like that is actually very kind of like scary. Yeah, I mean. Anybody can get a degree and go through the, you know, like I, they take the test, mm-hmm. pass it. But I think you have to be, and that's the hard part is when you go to therapy. Some, I mean, you don't have to be mentally unstable or mentally unhealthy to go to a therapist. You can be in a good place and still find a, find a reason to go. However, if you're in a place where you're not mentally stable and you go to a, another person that's not mentally mm-hmm. stable giving you unstable advice right Whew. you know what i for feel like 25 dollars copay that's crazy <laughs> you know i feel like the chink the the biggest detriment that, like that she did mm-hmm. which actually she was like the nail and coffin not nail and coffin but she was like a detriment in the other flip side of the spectrum of therapy and the stigmatism when it comes to that is that Every therapist before her and before that, I assumed at the bare minimum had good intentions. I, now your your methods might have been questionable, or I might not under might not agree with maybe some things that therapists may say or whatever. I mean, I've never been to therapy, whatever, but you know, I got my own idea and opinions about it. But I always felt like even the therapists that I knew that all of them approach that they would approach every situation with good intentions. Now that you kind of cast out the bag that I, I mean, I don't Well, see, and here's the thing. I don't even know if she had bad intentions in what she was saying. She was saying that, um, if I remember correctly, that men come to therapy, but they don't really like take heed to, what she's saying now listening to her talk i don't know if i would either mm-hmm. but it's it's frustrating to have somebody come sit in your chair like i mean i've had conversations with my therapist where it's like well, people come in here and they don't want to do the work like mm-hmm. at some point i'm gonna be like all right come back to me 
when you're ready to actually make a change. So you so you say so you kind of saying like what she was saying was on par, but how she said it was the delivery was trash. You know what's she, crazy? What Kevin Samuels? Mm-hmm. Literally, and the funny thing, the wild thing is that is like that is the exact same argument people have for Kevin Samuels, and I mean I feel like Kevin Samuels is a little slightly different because you had to like you didn't pay to do it. anyway. And you, you volunteered to go up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. it was like the, the, the delivery was very trash. But like sometimes there were some things in the makes a point. Mm. But I just the accountability in it and just you know, there's things that we deal with now in our generation that people um before us didn't have to. They didn't have social media where people mm. just wanna openly talk. And like I think we I don't know if we talked about this on here, but a lot of people don't have like friends that they can just call and right. like talk to. And so instead of just talking to their friends or like talking to like a few people or whatever, they go on their social media platforms and then go viral on something and mess up their lives just off of wanting to post something. Like right. that's why Instagram with the close friends, shout out. Right. Because you can get off whatever you want to say. You can pick who and choose who wants to go in there. And hopefully the people that you put in there ain't trying to end your job. But a lot of people want that attention. They want to come in there and they want to talk. They want to talk about whatever. They want to share what they want to share. Because just imagine, I mean, like, had she said that, sent that to her homegirls, voice note, y'all. Mm-hmm. She would still have her job. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, you just have to be cognizant of what you're sharing on the internet yeah look man everything listen everybody ain't everybody ain't got to be famous baby everybody ain't got to be famous all right we're down to our last topic let's see what we want to do quick do you want to do it we ain't got this is this is gonna be short because uh, you haven't heard it but uh kiki palm was just on the uh what's one terrell grice yeah so she was on terrell grice and uh, she had she made this statement and okay we're just gonna start there. Claire Huxtable, she was she was up to y'all. <laughs> bottom line, bottom line. Oh, really? Oh, I just girl, stop! Y'all know that Claire was way. She was. Come on. But it was still cool though. Was it? Because her man was a doctor. <laughs> she was just so like you know I'm Claire. <laughs> oh, Cliff. Girl, so she, she called her ugly what she said no 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 no. she said she got on her nerves uh, she said she was uppity oh your thoughts because the internet had thoughts i got thoughts she called claire huxtable uppity. first of all it's a claire huxtable played a character on a tv show this is a written, this is made up. This is not reality mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Can I compare it to current days? Because like current days, if Claire Huxtable was a real person, and that's how Claire Huxtable, I don't even know. She just had standards. Like, I don't Why the fuck was she not? She like is a, doctor, a, right? She's a, no, she's the lawyer. Okay. She's the lawyer, married to a doctor, got a brownstone in New York. Like, they are living the dream and I, my question would be, why do you believe that she, with all that she has, is walking around being all, 
loud and get because let me tell you, Kiki Palmer is one ghetto motherfucker. I I do not like Kiki Palmer. I like Kiki. I cannot stand Kiki Palmer, and part of it is because of like her and Tiffany Haddish. Like this, it like if if we're being honest, if we're going to be really really honest, the shit that they do if they if it was by anybody else is fucking embarrassing. Like what the fuck she named her. She named her her, her Ad- kid. No, she named some old uh uh dog. He got like an old, and then like literally per the reason just for it to be like funny funny black. It's like Latavius or some shit like that. Oh, uh, Leotis. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't find. This pseudo ghetto hood loud. I don't find that shit cute, man. I really don't. Like I don't, and I don't think it actually makes you quote unquote like make you any blacker either. Like is I don't <laughs> lacking couth is not a is not dope to me. Like I just don't understand why she came out here talking about Claire Huxtable. I mean, if bougie is bougie, the bougie is bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, she a lawyer. She married to a doctor. They got a nice house. They got a. They were the standard family. Right. You know, and then the thing is, that's not even unheard of. Like, I have family members that you know they they got money. Mm-hmm. St- little things like they would not be caught dead with a paper plate in their house. Like you will eat off a real, a real plate in their house. They don't give a shit how many people they got plates. If they don't have enough, they're going to buy some more. And that is literally, like you said, that's their standard. Mm-hmm. That And that is the the height to where, you know, their finances have, you know, kind of gone. Hell, shit, all of us, once we make a little money, we start changing. Yeah. When last time I went to McDonald's? I have no idea. Trash-ass you know food. I ain't looked at shit in goddamn 15 years. Shout out to my friend BJ with his little speech before we took a shot. He said, y'all remember back in the day we used to drink Parmesan, y'all get a little money, y'all be acting funny. Like, still a true statement. Because mm-hmm. now you certain stuff, ninety nine absolute, peaches. Absolutely, I wish you would. Absolutely, this. Ugh. Ugh. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. True. Oh fuck! <laughs> what y'all? What's this shit y'all used to drink at uh at Focus in them in them jars? Oh, the uh, the blue motherfuckers. No, the Long Island. Long stuff. Island. Let me tell you how weak I was. Since you said Long, I went to Ruth Chris one time. I seen two kind of hood people come in, and the bartender had made these drinks. That I said, "What is it?" She said, "Long Islands." I said, "I didn't know who ordered." It. I didn't say it. I said exactly what table I'm going to. Because you can't. It's going to Leota's now. Baby, you came to Ruth Chris and ordered a Long Island. <laughs> like that's wild to me. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Julie said it. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh man, like I no, this I've been in like nice establishments and like it's one of those things where it's like you hear somebody down the bar be like, yeah, uh, let me get a double shot of Hennessy. Like, uh, of course, of course. That's how we went to. Uh, we was at Black and said, do add. Or them, them salmon, uh, <laughs> salmon bites, <laughs> salmon. <laughs> like, extra syllable, not the L. No, and then the um, I don't know why I thought it was funny. Somebody went in there one time and they asked, like, 
they ask like could they get like uh <laughs> they say they say can I get some uh can I get the wings can I get a lemon pepper <laughs> I don't know why they're saying asking for lemon pepper wings from black was so funny to me because you know ain't no lemon pepper <laughs> no, no, you gonna get these wings one way you can miss it exactly uh but but yeah but that's I, I don't know. oh my god I can't stand Kiki Palmer oh I had I had, she had. I don't know, I hate Tiffany Haddish more, so it kind of... Yeah, but I actually, like, I'm not a big Tiffany Haddish fan. I like Kiki Palmer um, in doses, probably. Like, she she that friend that you got, like, you you can see her at, like, homecoming. Uh, and, like, yeah. hey, girl. But then, like, after that, like, if you had to see her, like, every day, be like, oh, my God. God. You, got, you see her getting off the elevator, you go, you take the stairs kind of situation. It's like, uh, I like Kiki Palmer's, like, acting roles mm-hmm. like stuff she, like she's a I really think she's a good actress mm-hmm. like I really do enjoy the roles that she takes on but as soon as we get into interview territory she gonna say some she gonna say or do some it's, it's just so over the top and it is so her, annoying her PR people probably be like oh. god it's just it's just uh, on 10 all the time and it's, and it's and it's not even just on 10 it's like at I think there's almost like I can't even recall like even like a moment of like refinement, kind of like uh, like this is what sent me over the edge with Tiffany Haddish. Like you remember she was on like the red carpet and she had like the chicken in her bag or something. Yeah, shit. that was too much. Like shit like that is like, bro. Like there's a time and a place for everything. Like even the most funny jokey joke person, like they get in this arena. You know, you can still have your jokes and shit like that, but. Ain't like you got some sense, man. Like literally, it's like home training. Like, what the fuck is you like? What the fuck is you doing, man? Like, uh, 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 jeebies. Uh. Anyway, man, we had an hour and twenty. And wrap it up. Yeah. I'm about to hit the slab tomorrow. Head to Port City. Woo, Ooh. woo. Please eat good. I cannot wait to go to Mudbugs. I'm so jealous. Oh my. Kate, uh, what's the other spot on the um? What's that little street over there by the pit, by the uh, water? Uh, damn. Anyway, there's another spot we went to one time. But I don't think it was as good as Mudbugs. Mudbugs and Hearts. Every time, gets to go. Hearts. In Pritchard. Yeah, with the, I don't. I don't think that was the first time I had fried okra. Their gizzards are the best gizzards I've I've had from like a spot. No. Sorry. I like to go Fusaklis too. You like Fusaklis? I like Fusaklis, but I'm so, I told you I'm a Tenders fan. I'm sorry. I know people love to say Fusaklis is. I, I'm a go. Yeah. But I think Tenders is better personally. I mean, they're bred yeah. by itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Fusaklis be good too. Um, Have so much fun. Like the last time I was in Mobile, I went down there after right after my birthday and I got me a nice room downtown. Just imagine. If Mobile and Huntsville were close together, man, it'd be a time. Oh my God! If and it could like let's just say, well, one, I would say, what if Mobile was where Tuscaloosa is? But holy shit, the crime that would happen between Mobile and Birmingham if there was only forty five minutes apart. Man, I just want to be by the water and get that good food, and just Mobile is just such a good time. Like even when I was there, I like took a little walk downtown mm. in the morning, like. Go yeah. see Manuel on there, but anyway, 
Yeah, I gotta go home and pack. Well, I'm probably not gonna pack. I'm probably gonna wait till the morning to pack because men, you know. Yeah, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Don't even care. I'm. 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 I'm going to overpack. I'm going to stress for like the first thirty minutes of packing. Then I'm just say fuck it and just start throwing shit in the bag. It's That's that. me. I went on a work trip like that. I was like, uh, I'm like, cause I had to stop. I said, who checking for me? Honestly. I, I, I kind of feel like that's the best way to pack. Like, as long as you get your draw, you got, you got to make sure you like your draws mm-hmm. and socks. Like, like that situation, you kind of need to make sure you got down packed. Unless it's like an event, or if it's an event, you got to go to make sure your event stuff is straight. But you're just, what if clothes? You almost spend too much time trying to, I'd be trying to like, okay, I'm going to pack these shoes, what shirts, what pants mm-hmm. go with those shoes, you know, whoop de whoop Then I'm like, what if it rain? I'm going to, okay, what if it's a little chilly? Uh, I need some dry. Throw that shit in there, man, and goddamn be done in 30 minutes. Exactly. Anyway, man, I'm out, man. Y'all have a great week. I love you. Hope uh, everything goes well. Happy future Juneteenth. We got, I, we, we're still going to have another episode before Juneteenth. Oh, we need to do like some niggity shit for uh, Juneteenth. I thought we was going to get shirts. It's kind of cu- close up to it now, though. Oh, are we going to highlight our cousins? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we gotta, they said it was such a beautiful thing because I just ran into one and I was like, oh, yeah. So we need to get on the horn with them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll we text can, the group chat. Because that's next, that's next, next week. Monday. Yeah. Like we have oh, like so we next week to... and then Monday will be June. Okay. 10th. So we need to get with the cousins. Mm-hmm. Next Father's week. Day is fr- Sunday. Uh, let me tell you something. Outside. I let me tell you. I, and I ain't no father. I feel like no. I feel like niggas. We need to get our own like way to do Juneteenth. I don't think we figured it out quite just yet. You know how like Cinco de Mayo, like you do your tacos, tequilas, and whoop de whoop. You got your St. Patrick's Day is your green and whoop de whoop. Juneteenth, we kind of we're figuring it out. Like we do our shirts. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But I feel like we need to. Either have a food, maybe that's like that's like specific to Juneteenth. Grilling. Yeah, we gonna grill mm-hmm. unless we let that. Well, Memorial Day is usually like the official beginning of like grill season. Unless we let Juneteenth be like, ah, that's a little late. That's a whole month later. I don't know. I I would say I'll think about it. Who the fuck am I gonna tell after I think about it? (laughs) I don't have no official Juneteenth board to turn it into. Anyway, I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Thank you for listening, and Mama, sorry for cussing.